and we're recording. This is episode 13 of Peaked in College. We made it past the 12 uh, barrier, so that's uh, an accomplishment in itself, Craig. I am so glad that you keep track of that because for all I know, we're on episode 50 or 20 or two. I, I, I can't keep track. No, I, I hit record and I started introducing it and I was like, dang, I did not remember which episode this is, but I'm pretty sure it's 13 because we were making like a fuss about making it past 12. 12. Yeah. Lucky, lucky number 13. Lucky number 13. This is going to be a good episode. I got a good feeling about it. Um, I do too. Yeah. So overall, I mean, obviously we got to do like a quick March Madness update. Um, right now it's April 4th. Uh, it is the, the night of the national championship game. Me being a Duke fan, Craig, obviously I'm pretty devastated right now. That was a, a rough game, a tough That's pill to tough. swallow, really, um, on multiple different aspects. And one of the one of the aspects is number one, I bet on Duke. Um, I had how them, much? I had them minus four. We don't need to discuss uh, number of, of dollars. <laughs> Retirement or, savings. Or units. Yeah. So I bet on Duke, and you know what the most frustrating part is throughout the whole tournament. Like I've been emotionally hedging. Uh, so for people that don't really better or really know what that means, it just means every single game so far, I've had confidence that Duke's going to win, but I'm a terrible gambler. So I just bet on the other team. And then if basically if Duke wins, I'm happy anyways, like I'm willing to pay, you know, some money to see Duke win. That's basically like the way that I think yeah. about it. But then going into this final four game, I'm like convinced. I'm like, oh man, like I think Duke's going to win. And I think Duke's going to win pretty handedly. So I'm just like, this is so dumb. Like all, every single game of the tournament, I've been emotionally hedging the other team, like Duke ends up winning and covering the spread. And I just lose money on every round. Why don't I just like go with my gut and bet on Duke? So I did. And I got screwed. It's tough. I mean, it was an insane game. I just feel like, I feel like North Carolina played like as well as they could have, like, yeah, I don't know. They're just they're just hot. It's just that's how March Madness is. Like when you play a one game series, anything can happen, and that's what's so much fun about it. But also, what kind of sucks about it because I do think Duke wins probably like seven or eight out of ten games. Yeah, UNC. They just lost hot. the two big ones though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, UNC is crazy hot. Like I got to tip my cap to them. They got they've beaten like think about their tournament run. Like they've beat Baylor number one seed. They beat Duke. They beat UCLA. Like they've had some really good wins. But Duke, nothing to nothing to hang your head on. They've had some good wins too, like Texas Tech, Michigan State, um, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Like those those are good wins as well. So I think the thing that like bothered me about the game itself was like just college basketball in general when people go into foul trouble and then they just sit out like a majority of whatever the first half or whatever. Like Duke's one of their most impact like impactful players, Mark Williams, their center. He's like seven foot two gets yep. like foul trouble really early sits like the first, the next like 15 minutes of the first half. Like that's a huge difference maker right there. Like I'm For not sure. saying like they would have won if he's in, but like that really hurts the team like to have guys in foul trouble and then to sit them out for that long. Yeah. The, the college basketball model definitely introduces a lot more areas of variance, the shorter three point line, you know, it makes it easier to shoot a higher percentage five fouls really messes with you. Yeah. Um, it's, and I mean, that, that's what makes it so exciting, but I, I think that's a big reason why I'm a big NBA fan is I feel like the, the better team wins, wins in a series. And that's not necessarily the case in college basketball. Yeah. And here's another thing that sucked about that loss is uh, my bracket. I don't know how your bracket's doing, but I was in second place down by basically like 10 points. So I'm right there, you know, first and second, like the first guy, the guy in first place has Duke had Duke and Kansas in the championship. And I had Duke and Kansas in the championship and he had Kansas winning it all. And I had Duke winning it all. So, oh, so you had a path to win and it's winner take all. So basically once Duke lost, like all yeah. my hopes and dreams are gone. Yeah. That was devastating. Dang. So, so did you cry? Oh, 
man. Yeah. I was, I was pretty close. I was getting choked up a little <laughs> bit, like it was tough. I always get really like emotionally invested in sports teams that I, that I love and follow. So I was uh, having a hard time with this one. The weird thing about this loss is a lot of the like Duke fans and, and Duke faithful are really like upset about, you know, coach K's last game, basically like this was his farewell tour. Yeah. But to be honest, like I'm way more of a Duke fan than I am a coach K fan. Yeah. So like, I'm not that upset, like that the coach K era is over. If anything, I'm kind of excited that like the focus has shifted more towards the players. Cause that's yeah. like, that's why I watch. Like I like watching the players. I don't need to, I don't care about seeing coach K like on the sideline or like hearing about his health problems that are made up or not like hearing about, you know, all the different things he does going into the other team's locker room is giving him advice. Like he kind of seems a little scummy to me. So like, I don't know, coach K great, great career, but good riddance. I'm ready for the uh, John Shire era. For sure. I, th- I think people make way too big of a deal out of like a coaching change. Like uh, obviously coach K is, you know, hands down one of the 10 most successful coaches of at, at every level. Um, and and I'm, I guess I don't want to debate that, like, you know, wh- where he fits into that, but at the same time, like, so I think like assistant coaches are so underrated and just like the system that people have in place and like tr- the tradition, like Duke's going to be just fine. And, and, you know, sometimes it's, a, you know, a change of scenery is a good thing. And I, I almost feel like, too, with, with these, like, really elite coaches, it, it comes a point where, like, you need a, a change of scenery. Like, Popovich, like, yeah, I think Greg Popovich is still a really good coach. But, like, would the Spurs be better off or worse off without him? Like, I think they'd be about the same. Here's the thing, too, with those kind of coaches is I think it puts a lot of pressure on the players. So yeah. like even more so in college, like these are kids, these are like 18 year old kids that are trying to like keep up coach K's legacy and get him a championship in his last season. Like they should be playing and trying to do that stuff like for themselves, like yeah. not to like make coach K's image better. You know what I'm saying? So for sure. I, think, I think it'll be better for Duke, honestly, in the long run, uh, coach K will be missed, but they have uh, actually the number one recruiting class going into next year. So I think they have like four top 25 recruits. So it should be a, should be a pretty good season next season. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of the main thing, especially with, with college basketball, it's, it's about recruiting as much as it is on court X's and O's and, and, and obviously coach K was great at recruiting too, but you know, it's, it's different than the, in the, than the NBA where it's, you know, you don't have to do as much player management and stuff like that. And now you got to work the transfer portal too. And I don't think coach K really wanted to do that. Right. So yeah, that's, that's a, a good big point. difference too. Um, transitioning over it before I start complaining about other things. Um, I think I should do a bright bulb of the week. Uh, this is yeah, an yeah. Old, old segment. Uh, I was actually driving home from work today, coming to do this show. And, uh, I got a bright bulb of the week inspiration. I saw, uh, I guess it's kind of depressing, but it is my bright bulb. It was a woman walking her dog. Um, but the dog, let's just say had like a flat tire. Okay. The dog, essentially had a missing leg. So it was okay, a three, yeah. three legged dog hopping down the sidewalk. And like, at first I was like, dang, that's pretty depressing. But then I thought about it and I was like, good for that dog. You know, he's hopping on the sidewalk. He's getting his exercise in. Like that's more than a lot of people can say that have two functioning legs. So shout out right. that dog. Like what a good boy, you know, hopping down the street. Uh, I was real proud of him in that moment. Look at you, David, look at you. You can see, you know, have a uh, half smile in that moment. Yeah, I did have a little side smirk. I was just, I was just real proud. I thought about rolling down my window and yelling "Good boy" at him, but I thought like the, <laughs> the woman would like think I'm kind of messing around, you know. So I didn't want her to think I was a scumbag. Dog, dogs really are the best. I uh, so I have I have a dog, um, and it, it's kind of a similar situation actually, where the the dog had leg surgery when he was about a year old, um, and so he he has all four legs, but um, he, his hip is is bad and and especially when it's cold he, he limps and he kind of walks like a three-legged dog sometimes but i mean it's 
it is, it is pretty cool because it doesn't stop him from smiling out on a walk and he, he loves it. And you know, they're just there to be happy and they love getting outside. Dogs just like being outdoors, you know? Yeah. I think they just really love that. Um, and I think that's a good transition into the red flag segment that uh, you usually like to do. I have a red flag for you for okay. this episode. I don't know if we've done it in the past, but, and then I think you probably have one for after me, but um, I think just a single guy being a cat guy is, a, is my red flag. Mm. Um, I think like a lot of people these days are, are going the cat route, which I don't necessarily disagree with because cats are a lot easier to manage. Um, I think like you don't got to be there all the time to take them out. Like cats can pretty much figure themselves out. They got a litter box. Like my dogs can never figure out how to, how to dump in a litter box, you know, but cats are really intelligent, like, but they're not super from, from my experiences, like friendly, cuddly, like I love dogs. I'm a dog guy for sure. So get single guys that have cats are my red flag of the week. Yeah, that's, I guess I kind of agree with you. Um, I, I feel like the, the one thing that's tough with cats is there's a huge range in personality. Like some of them are like super cuddly and like are very loving. And then you kind of the other spectrum where it's like, they just kind of run away from you. They're, you know, jumping on top of the cupboard and you never really see them and they just poop in the litter box. And like, I mean, I, I don't really see the point of that kind of cat. Um, but I, I do think there's a little bit of a spectrum. Yeah. The, unless there's like a house cat that like slaughters like mice for you or something like it's basically <laughs> like a mobile rat trap, that would be something kind of nice to have. But I think like, yeah, I've definitely been around cats that are like more cuddly, like more friendly. Like I'm cool with that. Like they creep me out a little bit, I'll be honest, but, uh, for the most part, like, yeah, they're okay with me. But, but the last cat that I interacted with, uh, bit me in the hand. So that was, uh, it was already a tarnished legacy and then it just got much yeah. worse after that interaction. Yeah. I, c- I can imagine you just cursing it out. <laughs> I was pissed. Yeah. I was pissed, but I, like, it was kind of <laughs> awkward. Cause like I was meeting this, like this person's cats for like the first time. Like, and you know, I just like, I know how to like interact with cats for the most part, at least I think, but maybe I did something wrong, but it bit me right in the hand. And I was like, damn, like I didn't like cats before. And this is not helping the case. Yeah. No, I feel like the thing with cats is like, they're like dogs at about like half the level. Like, I feel like they're half as much fun. They're half as much work. They're a little cheaper, you know? And, and so if you're going to go, you know, all into a pet, I'd, I'd much rather go with the dog route. Yeah. That's a good point. I've also been around a lot of, uh, around a lot of, around a lot of interesting dogs lately. Uh, I saw, okay. saw, uh, Johnny Mills, my good buddy from college. He stopped by Iowa city and brought his dog. He's got a little wiener dog. Um, so that was interesting to, to see her. I think she was starving. So she was acting up a little bit, you know, I told Johnny, I was like, dude, you got to feed this dog, but he was worried that if he fed her, she would dump all over my apartment. So I at least gotta, I gotta respect that. He, he's appreciating the apartment. So, Shout um, out Johnny. and then I saw Nate's dog. Nate's dog is an absolute bat case. I heard uh, crazy things about Nate's dog. <laughs> Nate's dog's nuts, dude. He's a, he's a good boy, but that, that guy's crazy. Uh, so I think Nate needs to take a few classes in dog training. I, I heard a, a statement the other day that, that I just identified my core with it's, it's the, he's the worst dog ever, but he's the best boy. That's how, that's how my dog is. I feel like that's how Nate's dog is, you know, like yeah. terrible dog, which is the best boy. Yeah, exactly. Like I know Nate need and love that dog. And like, I love that dog by proxy, you know, just cause I love Nate, but uh, yeah, basically he's not very well behaved. Let's just say that. Yeah. Like, and and Nate it's, will it's tough that. too when you, when you rescue dogs, you know, like I think it's really noble to, you know, our dog was a rescue. I know Nate's dog was a rescue. And so sometimes, you know, just the natural breed of dogs are, you know, they're more stubborn or they're more violent and it's, it's, you know, near impossible to correct that. And, and two, sometimes they have bad behavior when you adopt them, but yeah, 
I don't know. It, it, it's a tough situation. I, I have some empathy for, for, for dogs that have been rescued. No, I get that. And, and rescuing dogs is an awesome thing to do. Like, cause most of the time when you're rescuing a dog, like they were not in a home where they were loved right. beforehand. Right. So like you're doing an amazing thing in the first place by rescuing that dog and showing it love and the dog loves and appreciates that as well. They've just never like been trained how to behave the right way. So they don't even know they're doing anything wrong. Like, so, I mean, I don't blame, I don't blame Arnie. I don't blame Nate. I don't blame Eden at all, but like some dogs are just natural psychopaths and he's sure. a natural psychopath. <laughs> just, my, bro- my brother's dog is another one. He's a natural psychopath, <laughs> but like, I love him to death, but that, that dog is psycho. Yeah. I love a good psycho dog. This is kind of a good, a good transition to my red flag actually. Okay. What's your red flag? So I was at the airport. This was a couple months ago. Um, and I saw a family and there was two boys probably like five, six, maybe four years old. They were on a leash. Whoa. And I was like, these kids are screwed. They're on leashes. They were on leashes, like around their neck. Or no, it was maybe around their back. Around their neck? No, it wasn't around the neck. No, no, no. There was was like some kind of harness situation. But like, I was like, oh my God, like these kids can't get like three feet away from their parents. And like, I get it. Like there's a lot going on at airports and stuff and it's, you know, it's COVID. So maybe they're scared about that. But like those kids are, are done for. Have you ever seen those like PETA ads where it's like the, you know, those dog, like metal choke collar type things. They're not like choke collars, but like you use them to like walk a bigger dog. Yeah. I've seen like PETA ads where like kids are wearing them and like their necks are bleeding or whatever. (laughs) Just like, that's what I thought of when he said those kids were wearing those leashes, but I imagine they're like body harnesses probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. I I was just like, I mean, those kids are never getting out of their parents' shadow. Like those kids, when they go on the school bus, if I'm I'm sure they're homeschooled, but if they ever went on the school bus, man, that'd be a rude awakening. (laughs) You're just assuming they're homeschooled. What are they're for sure homeschooled? What are the prejudices you have against homeschooled kids? What what are things that you picture when you picture homeschooled kids? Kids on leashes. No, I'm kidding. Um, No, I think I'm, I mean, I'm not, I, I wouldn't want to homeschool my kids. Um, I have nothing against them, you know, homeschooling kids though. You just already hate your future kids so much. You don't want to see them that often. So you don't want to homeschool. No, I, I don't think I could teach, teach things better than like teachers could. Yeah. I think that's, I, that's, I trust our public school system. That's definitely fair to say that that's the biggest reason why I want homeschool kids is I'm not smart enough to homeschool kids. I don't think like, think about like, when you look at, I know you're, this may not be the case for you because you're very good at math, but like, I think about and look at old math problems, like, dude, it might as well be hieroglyphics. Like it makes no, no for sense sure. to me, like calculus or algebra yeah. or even ge- like geometry. Like at this point, it makes no sense. Right. Yeah. Like I do math, like I do math for a living basically, but like, I don't do like eight times 13, you know, I can't rattle that off. Like I used to be able to do or like geometry yeah. or even like grammar, like, you know, th- the stuff that used to be, you know, super simple, like I have to relearn. And so, or even not- history, like, I don't remember much about history at all. Like, there's not there's not many things in this world that are as anxiety provoking as seeing like those uh those multiplication tests you remember those timed like two minute or three minute multiplication tests i saw something someone brought it up on twitter the other day they like posted a screenshot of it and was like i don't remember what the caption was but i just like my my heart started beating faster like i started sweating a little bit my palms were really sweaty i was like oh my god this is stressing me out and I don't know if this is how, how it was when you were doing them, but like, it was like, if you got them all right, I think there was like, we, we had like 30, you had to do in a minute or something. And if you got one wrong, you had to like stay on that. But if you got them all right, you had to level up. And so like, it was just the worst to get like one wrong, you know? 
Yeah. And you're just a loser. That's like on lesson one of the, of the yep. multiplication test. Yeah, exactly. And I always, for some reason, had like the kid sitting next to me on both sides were like in those bouncy chairs. So like, I couldn't focus. Like I was looking at them bouncing on their chairs, like, and then next thing you know, they're like 15 seconds and I'm like a third of the way through my multiplication problems. You know, it's just, it was just a recipe for disaster. So, so did your classroom actually have the, the bouncy stability walls? I mean, we had them for only a handful of, of kids. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cause like in, in the school system, I grew up, like there was these grants where like some classrooms would get them for every student. And I, then like I just thought that that would have been the coolest thing. I feel like that would be really hard for me to focus if I was like bouncing on a, on a seat the whole time. Yeah. Like, it, it's like when you like are first introduced to like a swivel chair, you know, no matter how old right. you are, like you're just going to swivel around in the chair, you right. know, like adjust the heights and bounce up and down. Like it's just kind of what you do. So I don't really, I guess, fully understand that concept. Like, is this supposed to help people focus better or what? I have no, and I'm sure that there's like studies done that, you know, show that, but like, it's hard for me to imagine. Like you don't see adults in the office on like big stability balls, you know? Yeah, but I don't know. Some futuristic offices, like like the Google office, I bet it has some sort of like, you know, they have weird chairs and yeah. w- different things you can do. Like maybe there are studies that support that kind of stuff, but maybe my thought is, it just came to me. Maybe like if you're sitting there bouncing, like your mind isn't as distracted because like your body's busy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. a lot of times, you know, think about like people that like move their foot or shake their leg or whatever. Like, you know, you're just kind of bouncing like that. And, and that's, yeah, it, it kind of eases my mind. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's just more relaxing. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so I saw some some kids today on my walk back from uh, work. Yeah, that's another emphasis on the fact that I have to walk to and from work. But I saw these <laughs> kids. I, I saw these kids playing soccer, um, and there was like four of them. I mean, they must have been like you know eight to ten years old. They're just kicking the ball around. It just made me like real nostalgic about like this time of year when you were younger, like the snow starts melting, the, the spring is, the spring has sprung, you know, there's flowers blooming. You get to get outside. Like, Oh, it just made me feel so nostalgic. The first, like that, that's my favorite day. I think in the whole year is like the first day you can wear shorts and like the snow, maybe you're not wearing shorts, but it's like, you see people in shorts and it just, it's like 50 degrees and it feels like 80 and you can like go out and toss the football around it's just like, oh, we made we made it through the dark days. Inject the serotonin, the vitamin D into my veins. Let's go have some fun. Yeah, that does give me good memories of like being a kid yeah. and like being able to go outside again. Like, yeah, the, the ground's a little mucky. You know, it's a little muddy. You're gonna get a little yeah. dirty. Like your mom's gonna get mad. But you know what? It's just like nothing better than running out on the grass for the first time all winter. Yeah, for sure. What I guess, what were your favorite like childhood activities that you would do like in the spring? I think something that I like vividly remember is it's kind of weird, but when I was a kid, you know, and we would like, I would always take the school bus. So like whenever we take the school bus, it was always me and my buddies that lived like in my, in my neighborhood. And, uh, we'd always like mess around in the woods. There was like a woods right by the school. And we would, I don't know what we would do. Like just run around, like climb trees. Like, I don't know what we would do, but I remember vividly, like always playing in the woods. Yeah, no, it, I, I like want to like, this is going to sound weird, but like, I want to like watch kids more because I don't remember what we did. Like there's, so like, I live right next to a school and they play in a parking lot or they do recess in, the, in a parking lot. And like, so sometimes like, I'll just, you know, be taking my dog out during, you know, during recess and like, they're just running around and like, I don't even know what they're doing. They're not playing tag. They're not playing football. They're just like exuding energy. And like, I, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, is that what we did? Like, it sounds like it. 
I think that's pretty much what we did, but you got to just be careful with the way you word things. Cause I don't know yeah. someone's going to clip that and say <laughs> yeah, Craig no, wants, <laughs> wants to watch more little kids. I've been canceled now, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, that's a good point. I mean, you really had no, like, obje- like, that's what I'm saying with the woods. We had no objective. Yeah. Like we were just messing around. And like, my other question is why was the bus so late every single day that we had time to go into the woods and like mess around for, it felt like hours. I don't know. It might've been like 10 minutes back in the day, but yeah. like, it felt like when I think back, it was hours. Yeah. Those were the days. Was the bus driver just so like pulled over at some side street, just like slamming beers or like <laughs> smoking, ripping darts out the window or like what was going on to the fact that we had so much time to play? I, yeah, I don't know. I, it was the best though. when the bus driver was like 10 minutes late. It was the best. Yeah, I know. Except for, have you ever missed the bus in the morning? That was always tragic. Oh yeah. That was, that was the worst. Yeah, Cause we I, like- I lived like 15 minutes away from school. No, it was more, yeah, probably 15, 20. And like, that's a decent distance. Yeah. And like for my, like it kind of. <laughs> You know, it wasn't easy for my parents to make up that time in the morning. Oh, no way. Like, I always remember I lived in like a cul-de-sac and uh, the bus would always like when we missed the bus, I would rarely ever like sleep in or miss the bus that way. We'd be waiting outside and it would just zoom past our court. Like, I was just thinking about that the other day, actually, like, and all my buddies on the bus, I could like almost hear them laughing, like when the bus just zoomed past and like, I would always like be so sad and like want to cry. And then like our neighbors would, would uh, take us all to school. But yeah. That was always traumatic. Like when you missed the bus, you know, I remember like getting, we'd get like phone calls from people earlier on the route. Like their parents saying like, Hey, the bus is like three minutes early today. Make sure you're out. And I'm yeah. like, that's wild. Like, like maybe that happens in today's society. I don't know. But like, just the fact of like neighbors calling me, or, like my, my family is like, I feel like a, a weird thought nowadays. Yeah. I think that's, I do kind of vividly uh, remember that as well. Like I remember like our neighbors calling us and being like, Hey, the bus is a little earlier. Yeah. The bus hasn't picked us up yet. Like, don't worry. You haven't missed it or whatever, but that is kind of nice. You know, neighbors looking out for neighbors. Yeah. The neighborhood watch. Some may say. Yeah. That's, that's, it's weird to think about. And I I guess it's, you know, I, I make fun of growing up in a small town a lot of times, but there's, there's definitely some benefits like that to it. Yeah, for sure. If you were to look back on, on yourself as a kid, you know, anywhere from 10 years old or around there, you know, give or take a few years, what is a piece of advice that you would give young Craig uh, going into yeah. the world? I actually, I, I actually have, I've thought a lot about this because I feel like this is always like a question. Like you get like interviews or like, you know, when you're getting interviewed for like a magazine or an interview or a job, whatever, like, or even it just comes up in conversation. And at some point in, in, in my life, I have used the same password for all my accounts, like when I was like 10 years old. And I wish I could go back to my 10 year old, year old self and tell myself to pick a more mature, better password because it was based off of like a Nike sports slogan. And that's what all of my, all my accounts are for. Just <laughs> and like, think- I can't change at this point because like, then I'd have to go back and change everything. You know, you get, it gets to a point where you have 18 accounts. You're just going to roll with it. You've never had anything like where it's been hacked. Like, I feel like I've had to reset my passwords. So that was one of my grinds, my gears is that I had to reset passwords. And, and I guess I'll like add punctuation or maybe a number, but I've never had to full blown change all of my passwords like that. It's, it's a good password. It's, it's, it's a Nike slogan. That's like I have, a, it was on like a, a t-shirt that I had. It was a basketball shirt. Like it's stupid. I have a weird feeling that like, Tell me if I'm wrong, but, but, uh, I have a feeling that it has to do with like being, 
some sort of like beast or like uh beast beast is in my password <laughs> yeah i remember that was a big nike thing when we were growing up i think i had yeah. one of beast shirts like i was the the anti-beast when i was a kid you know like i was like 30 pounds like yeah i don't know what that's just mean i could definitely see you being a having beast in your password no my, my password has beast in it <laughs> <laughs> i have all my passwords like written down in my phone so if i get my phone stolen ever like my whole identity has gone just vaporized. yeah same that's the thing too. I was like uh, throwing out my taxes uh, last night. You'd be proud of me. I'm doing my own taxes. Um, Nicely done. Yeah. Shout out Nate. But, but it's definitely like a lot more work than like I really want to be doing. Like that's just another thing about being an adult is is like I don't want to do taxes, dude. Like I, I I got to the point. It was so frustrating last night. I got to the point like federal prison doesn't sound that bad. Is like what I was, <laughs> I was like tax evasion. Come on. Like they the IRS really going to find me? Come on. Like I'm such a small. Are- piece of the world are you gonna get money back though because then it's it's not as bad i'm probably gonna get a little bit of money back i was expecting to get a lot more because i feel like i get so much taxes finessed out of my paycheck every year uh and and like this year i thought i was gonna get more because like now i'm making a little bit more money than i was like as a student i was like dang i thought that that like translated a a bigger return but thanks a lot joe (laughs) joe biden's finessing my taxes um Yeah, that, that's basically how, what it is. Like filling out taxes just frustrating. It like makes you just be sad that you're an adult. And that's why I was so nostalgic about being a kid. I, I think like if I was to give advice to my younger self, if I were to look at younger David in the eyes and just be able to give him advice, first of all, I think he would be ashamed of just who I've become, you know, just like because younger David oh, was probably younger David was probably like such a such a happy kid. I mean, I'll have to ask my parents, but like I feel like I, I've just grown to be more grumpy with age. I don't know what what the world has done to be to make me more bitter. But um I think I would just tell tell younger self to grow up and just just be happy, appreciate, you know, the people and the times that you have in life, like not to get deep or sappy, but it's like you think back on good moments in life and like, you definitely did not appreciate those moments in the, in the time, you know, now no. you look back and you're like, dang, that was fun. Like being a kid was fun. Relays was fun. College was fun. Like whatever, whatever it might be, you like look back on positive things and smile, but it's like in the moment you did not appreciate it. We didn't, we didn't realize we'd peaked. Yeah. We didn't realize when we peaked and like it's only just, downhill. just always think that you're peaking and like enjoy it while you can. That's, that's probably my advice. Interesting. That's, that's deep. Would you say it's good advice? Yeah, it's good advice. That's good advice. Yeah, I think I think David now would be a lot happier if if, if younger David had received that advice. Yeah, I've definitely taken like a, a shift in my mindset over the past like you know a few years. Shout out Alex Albaugh. He's helped me with my mindset for sure. Like just being more positive, positive affirmations. Like I think it helps like your total life experience just trying to have a positive mindset and like a positive outlook on different things you're going through and just yourself in general. Like I think it really does help. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Alex is a one to make you question, question your outlook. So it's, it's, it's always fun to do those thought experiments. Would you say that you've noticed a change in my mindset since we used to do the radio show? No, you, no, no, you just, you're just grumpy. Just no, I feel like the the number of grinds, your grinds, your gears, whether that's because, you know, you've just expressed all of them, but I I do feel like it's gone down. Okay. That's, that's good to hear. Um, Well, that's a good transition into my grinds, my gears this week. Uh, I just want to, it's a quick one. Like, I just wanted to say it. I think we, we may or may not have talked about it before, but it just, every time I go to a store, when I see people that like are grocery cart scumbags, I call them, you know, they just like launch their grocery cart anywhere random. They can't put it back into like the thing. I don't know what, what are those things called that you put the grocery carts back? The into? docking station. Yeah. Dock, I don't the know. docking station, whatever. whatever it might be like, they just push them wherever they want. Like those people are scumbags and that grinds yeah. my gears. It's not hard to put it back. 
No, I think that's like a social experiment. Actually, I've seen that somewhere on like on Facebook yep. or Twitter where it's like people, if you cannot put your grocery cart back, it takes like an extra 30 seconds. And like, to me, I think about, okay, it's much easier for me to just like push this anywhere I want. But then like it, it gets in the way of a parking spot. It like makes some poor high school kid or whoever's working at that grocery store, like go out of their way to grab it, push it into the other carts. Like if I go to a grocery store, not only am I going to push that cart into the thing, but like, if it's like high V and there's two separate like sides of two different size carts, I'll rearrange them so that they're together in like the right sizes. Cause like I used to work in high V, like I get it. Like my buddies used to have to go rearrange those things. Like that's not fair for people to have to do that. I know it's their job, but it's, it takes an extra 30 seconds to push. I don't get paid enough. I mean, yeah. It's integrity, David. Yeah, it's integrity. So, like, have some better integrity. Like, that's my grinds, my gears of the week. That's a good one. I agree. Thanks. What else you got today, or do you want to transition and do a top three today? We can do top three. All right, let's transition. Um, Our top three today. So, shout out the Tampa Bay Rays. I got my Tampa Bay Rays gear on today. It's uh, opening week. Uh, Basically, like, multiple teams are having their opening day, opening series this week. I love baseball. I love MLB. So happy it's back. I'm so happy the lockdown is over. Uh, The Rays debut on Friday at home against the Orioles. Hopefully, we can take that series and sweep it. Um, But anyways, our top three today is basically in that same theme. We're going to do top three ballpark stadium foods. Uh, so we've done uh, Super Bowl foods is a little bit similar, but a, a different twist on it. When you go to the ballpark, when you're going to a baseball game, no matter what the level, what are your top three ballpark foods? Start with number three, Craig. I think number three has got to be hot dogs. I love, I love a good hot dog, especially like, um, you know, I, I love being able to load it up with, you know, some, some mustard, some onions, some relish, some ketchup, you know, on that side, side, you know, Island, I, I, I love a good hot dog. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a great number three. I can't, I'm excited to see what your two and one are. Uh, Cause that, that's a really solid one right there. The ballpark dog for some reason, like ballpark hot dogs taste better than any hot dogs I've ever eaten. Yeah. They're, they're insane. I don't know what the deal is. Like, I, I don't know if that rotisserie little thing that they have like at gas stations, like why is it so good at a ballpark? I don't get it. Right. It's, it's just, it's just, just the vibes. It's just meant to eat a dog at, at the park. I'm going to do an honorable mention, then I'm going to do my number three, only because this honorable mention usually isn't at baseball games, but I love Dippin' Dots. So usually I get them at no, basketball that games. No, that was my, that was my oh, number one. Like, I'm sorry, Craig. My last one. But go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I never see Dippin' Dots at baseball games. That's why I said it. Uh, I didn't want it to be left out because I love Dippin' Dots. Maybe you can give your two cents as well. But, man, they slap. I don't know what it is about Dippin' Dots, but, like, and imagine just on a hot summer day. That's probably why you chose it. Like just slapping some dipping dots. Oh my gosh. Let, let, let me, let me, why, why don't you picture this? All right. So ice cream is like my favorite food. Okay. Of course. So whose idea was it to like, let's serve ice cream at twice the cost and half the volume and make it into fun little circles. And we're going to sell that to everyone. And it's going to go crazy. Like why? Like I'd much rather just have a bowl of ice cream where it's cheaper and I get more of it. And it's the same thing. Yeah, but it obviously worked because both of you are talking to you and I are, are talking about having it in our top three of how good Dippin' Nuts are. No, 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 no. It's 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 like my bottom, my my, my the, the stadium food that I despise. What? 
I think it's going to be your number one that you love. No, it's it's the one that was, I know it's like the bottom of my list. Oh, what a plot twist. What a plot yeah. twist. I no, thought you sorry. were agreeing. <laughs> no, no, no. This is, I could, could not disagree more. I hate, oh I, my I God, dude, not slap. I do agree. The financial situation to dip and dots is absurd. Like the fact that they are always in like this size of cup and you're always like, you get like two scoops out of it and then it's out. It's like, and even the scoops are because they're all cylinder or spheres. You're missing out on, on volume. Oh yeah, definitely. Like the, the volume return on it is terrible. Like I completely agree that the dip and dot financial situation is just not fair. Um, the fact that you have to also spend like $10 on like a little tiny cup of them is just absurd to me, but okay. Well, that's really interesting. Yeah. I thought you were saying that you loved them. No, no, but pretend I'm on the shark tank. I am out. Okay. Well, you would have lost a lot of money because dipping dots are pretty successful. <laughs> hey, I, I, I'd be a lot happier. <laughs> you would be like, what are you charging for that little cup of dipping dots? And they're like 1359. And you're like, yeah. that's crazy. That'll never work. And then next thing you know, there's 40 people in line waiting for dipping dots. Here we are. Yeah. Complaining about them, but okay. Uh, then I feel kind of guilty about this. Cause I have a feeling it's going to be on your one or two, but my number three has got to be, um, like a souvenir helmet with uh, soft serve ice cream in there. I love just sitting at a hot summer day baseball game and slapping like a nice souvenir cup of ice cream. Soft yep. serve always slaps different than scoops. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. And then having the souvenir little baseball helmet or whatever that I definitely don't need to take home, but I'm going to take home anyways. I love that. You, you got it. That, that was my number two, especially <laughs> in the, the, the souvenir helmet. Yeah. You got to have the souvenir helmet. Otherwise like it's just like a lost cause. It's brilliant. Okay, you What's your number two? Or I, I guess you want me to do another one or? If you can think of something, otherwise I'll transition to my number two. Try to think of something because uh, I don't know what my number two is. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with a cop-out answer. It's just beer. Um, and, and, and I have to say this too, like stadium food is frustrating to me because it's expensive. And I, I feel like the overall quality isn't amazing. So like, that's why I, 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 we're not doing a top five, you know, we're doing, you know, like I, I'm struggling to come up with three because I just feel like in general stadium food is overpriced and it's not amazing besides dogs stadium cup ice cream and my number one. So I'm going to throw in beer for number two. Okay. I'm praying that your number one is not my number one. Cause I'm going to be scrambling for something, but my number two, I will say um, it's a unique situation. Uh, but at the, at the um, Tampa Bay Rays home stadium, Tropicana field in St. Petersburg, Florida, they had, when I was growing up, we used to go to games like once a year when we would go down to Florida. That's why I'm a Rays fan. But anyways, they had these souvenir cups. I'm a sucker for souvenir cups, but they had these souvenir cups and they would put lids on them. They would put boneless wings, put sauce in it, put the lid on, shake it up and give it to you. Oh, that's fire. I'd be about that. That's, it was that's so awesome. fire. And then dude, like the last like five years that I've been, they don't sell it anymore. And it's like such a tragic loss because that was my favorite thing. I looked forward to it so much. I love souvenir cups. I love boneless wings. Like it was a perfect combination. Yeah, that, that, that's brilliant. That's, that's, that is a, a, a tragedy. I don't do that anymore. I know it's a real shame. I like that. Okay. What's your number one? Please don't take mine. <laughs> My number one is, uh, it's popcorn. <sighs> okay. Good, 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 good. I, I love, I love, I, especially paired with some ice cream and some beer and a hot dog, like a little bit of that saltiness. It just, it just feels right. Okay. That's a good one. Have you ever had uh, popcorn in a souvenir helmet? I, I don't think I have. It always comes in like the, the white and red pinstripe, you know? Oh, of course. Movie. Yeah. Like yeah, the movie but, theater uh, one. Yeah. 
some places will have so you know like the you know what i'm talking about with the uh souvenir like helmet with the ice cream that we yeah. talked about like a small little one but i've seen they have like popcorn in the big full like full size helmets <laughs> so you get to take those bad boys home and that's always a steal sometimes like when i was younger i would even like look around like in the aisles to see if somebody left theirs you know and i would take it and wash it and take it home just for like i don't know why i probably don't have them anymore i probably threw them out like when i got home but like those things are awesome yeah i'll have to keep my eye out for those yeah keep your eyes out just look through the aisles when you're walking out i will uh, but uh my number one is uh honey roasted cashews oh that's that's good that's good yeah i love honey roasted nuts and the honey roasted cashews especially like just the smell of them when you have the warm cashews in your hands like they just taste so good the honey roasted is amazing it's just a perfect combination yeah no i i agree with that especially i mean I love, I love mixing sweet and salty, especially when I'm like, when it's like nice and hot out. So oh yeah, mix that with like, some popcorn. Yeah. Pairing it with popcorn, a nice cold beer. Like you really can't yeah. beat it. Yeah. Oh man. I'm excited for baseball. I don't even like baseball, but I'm excited to go to the to Cubs games and, you know, just be outside. That's the thing too. Like, even if you don't like baseball, going to baseball games is so fun. I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe just cause I love baseball, but like most people will say they like to go to games, like yeah. for the atmosphere, the food, like it's a good time. Exactly take me sure. out to the ball game, the seventh inning stretch. Like people love it. Yeah. I'm really glad you didn't say, uh, um, cracker Jack or, or, Jacks. or one of yeah, cracker cracker Jacks. Jacks. Yeah. I'm not a big cracker Jacks guy. Like it's one, of, it's one of the famous songs of, of baseball history and they're super overrated. No, I'll take popcorn all day over them. I agree. Popcorn. Are you a kettle corn guy? In, yeah. Sometimes I'm, I, it depends on the mood, but, um, not as frequently, but, but I do like, I do dabble. How about you? I love kettle corn. I definitely yeah. would prefer kettle corn over regular corn. Okay. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I'm a big kettle corn guy, but they don't really sell like that at baseball games. It's mostly just butter popcorn. Yeah. I love that. They like douse it in butter. It's like movie theater oh, popcorn. It's, it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> so, so good yeah. for us too. Yeah. You should like take your blood sugar, like before you go into the stadium <laughs> and then once you go out and just see the, the drastic difference. Hot you, dog beer, dipping dots and popcorn. Yeah. If you can get like a certain blood sugar, you should get like a free souvenir. Like as you're like, <laughs> <laughs> it just shows that you were like a loyal customer, you know, and you bought yeah. the sweets after spending $2,000. Yeah. They're expensive these days. Baseball games. They are. All right, buddy. Well, why don't we wrap it up? It was a good short episode for today. I say yeah. uh, next episode we try to do, um, I got a couple things planned. I guess we won't really drop those plans yet, but we'll be in touch. You and I, uh, during our, our weekly meetings, we'll talk about things, uh, and see what the plan is going forward, but you know, give us a couple of weeks. We'll, we'll get some more content out there for you guys. Yeah. Big episode one, four coming. Thanks big, David. Biggest episode one, four. Thanks Craig. All right. This is episode 13 of peaked in college. Thanks for listening. All right. Peace out.